Hi, everybody. It's Kirk Henderson coming to you again after a long hiatus. I'm joined tonight by Matt Gilroy, staff writer here at MavsMoneyBall.com. Matt, how are you? I am doing well. Basketball is back. Almost. Kind of. Theoretically. And you know, it's it's a great... That's Let's just really jump right in. So we... I want to give a brief soliloquy on why Josh and I kind of took off. So there's been a lot going on in the world in the last month. And Josh and I are decidedly the wrong people to talk about a lot of things. When you pair that with the fact that there was very little Mavs-specific news that we felt comfortable really discussing... We just decided it would be best if we if we kind of kept our mouth shut. You know, our site did some really good work. Doyle Raider and uh, and our and our guy Mike wrote a number of phenomenal pieces. I hope you all go to the site and look through it. Really talking about what was happening in Dallas and what was happening with the Mavericks as far as Black Black Lives Matter and the protests. And you know, we just we didn't really want to talk about it. it, it I didn't want to say the wrong thing. But now we have, uh, which, you know, I'm really, really good at saying the wrong thing. Uh, and, I you know, what? I didn't really, want to be canceled for something real this time instead of the silly things I say. Yeah. Uh, I think we, you know, we, as far as it pertained to the Mavs, I think we put out some good stuff. And, and I think that's probably where our niche is anyway. So, right, right. And, you know, and now, you know, basketball is back and that or is heading back, at least as far as, as it feels like. And. You know, a lot of things happened for a for a Thursday. Uh, mm, we're yeah. recording on a Thursday night, and there's really a, a lot to talk about. So my, my first yeah. thing that I really wanted to punt and, and see what you think is, so Luka Doncic tweeted something today, essentially thanking the Slovenian ambassador for helping him get back into the country. Yeah. Both uh, foreign-born uh, Mavericks, uh, Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis, are back in the country. They're, uh, if they're not quarantining you know, alone, like they're, they're at least getting some shots up. The Mavericks are letting them come in and, and, and do some things at the facility. There's no team stuff yet, but it was, it was nice to see Luca. Did you have any like immediate reactions to seeing any like, like Luca reappearing into the world? I mean, just the, the, uh, the, the ambassador, thank you, caught me off guard right from the beginning. I'm like, wow, it's really like, this is the, this is the level that having to thank ambassadors getting back into the country is, is wild on its own, but yeah, just I mean, I saw the uh, the KP kind of workout images when those were first growing up, and it's such a bizarre kind of unprecedented thing. Because like like I I see those pictures and I get into like preseason mode, like that's the mm-hmm. kind of thing you think of when you see those. But now it's like no, they're gearing up for like a couple games, and it's going to be the postseason. Like we're getting right into it, so you know, just exciting to see see them back in and both with both of them confirming they're back in Dallas, and you know, it's like step one of of it's really happening, and they're all going to be in Orlando and all that. So just exciting. You know, it's funny you say that because I heard something. I was listening to a Hoop Collective podcast yesterday or this morning. I think it was Jack, Jackie McMullen, uh, the great Jackie McMullen, who mm-hmm. said something along the lines of, are we going to see, you know, the the leaps for certain players? Because this 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 hiatus is, has effectively been as long as a normal offseason break. So are yeah. we going to see a couple of people, you know, come back for this eight-game stint and then playoffs having done the things they might have done in a normal off season. And man, let me tell you with Luca, that is extremely appealing to me. I, I've been that thinking be, about that all day. 
if he makes the kind of jump that he did in the offseason, you know, in this amount of time. But that, that, that's the thing that's so, like, up in there is, is I don't know, you know, how how normal this is felt to the players. Like, did they just treat this like an offseason? Did they, like, you know, get to work and, and do all the things they would normally do during the offseason? Like, I think there's going to be – I think there's going to be a pretty big, like, disparity between, like, the guys – who like really kind of stuck to stuck to their you know kind of game plan throughout this whole thing, and the ones who like kind of saw it as a as a three month vacation. But we'll that's see, I a guess. really good point because the Mavericks are kind of a young enough team as a whole, where I, I, I bet a lot of the guys were antsy to do stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like when when I go on vacation now, I'm in my my apparently I'm in my late thirties. If you look at the math, <laughs> when when I go on vacation, I don't want to do anything. Yeah, but if if I you know I remember being 25 and like being antsy after like sitting around for like three days. So yeah. there, there's got to be a little of that. I I well, wish I was more tapped into Slovenian like goings on because yeah, I've heard he was playing a lot. Yeah, uh, over there. Well, and the other thing is like. Like, I, you know, I'm sure there was, you know, not a small amount of people who just assumed the season was going to be over, like, and just mm-hmm. thought, you know, there's no need to to stay in, in kind of game shape or as close to game shape as you can be. But I guess that's probably why they wanted to at least include a couple of these, you know, non-playoff games, not jumping right into the postseason. So some of these guys will, will kind of, the shock to the system will wear off a little bit. Well, understanding that there's been a couple of interesting sla- and, and really sad things mm-hmm. that have happened in the past, you know, uh, first early part of the week, we learned that Courtney Lee hurt his calf and needed surgery and was if effectively not going to be, you know, he may come with the team to Dallas. We've not really heard the specifics, but yeah. Courtney Lee, who is a back end rotation guy, uh, for the Mavericks, you know, kind of somebody who came on late in the season was out. And that really put put at least our slack into a, I don't want to call it a tailspin, but it was like the first time where we all really started chatting and saying, okay, you know, this is another hit to the Mavericks depth. Did you have any, any immediate reactions to, to Lee's injury? You know, first kind of blush, you're like, well, you know, Courtney Lee, that's fine. But then you, you know, you've, I've, I've totally forgotten like everything that was happening right before this ended. Like he was, he played most of those games, like, and he played really well in like nine of those 10 games before the season was suspended because of the injuries, all the other injuries. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, cause like you know, your first initial reaction of Courtney is like the guy who for some reason started game one of the entire <laughs> season and then, and then quickly went away for the rest of the season. But he was back, he was back in for Brunson and like playing good minutes. So that, yeah, and his, his three point percentage was like, excellent excellent like over 40 percent. so mm-hmm. um the more yeah the more i looked into it like the sadder i got about it <laughs> so well and that, and that's kind of where i was too because you know you, you, we really got to think about there's three pieces of news that happened in about a three-day period so courtney lee injury broke we don't really know what happened it was described as a freak accident which makes me think it was like you know him doing something stupid like jumping into a pool which you know who hasn't like hurt themselves yeah. in a dumb way i still want to uh, know we still don't know what the injury is other than like no. having to have surgery so no that's that's the funny part about us covering our team and and i think all of our fans will appreciate this sometimes we don't have anything to talk about because the mavericks are just like the phantom zone of news mm-hmm. so there's just nothing to say but then there were two other things that happened in really quick succession this afternoon which you know all you know tie into lee and kind of what's going on at the mavericks the first piece of news um, is that Willie Cauley-Stein is the first and likely the only Maverick to to opt out of playing in Orlando. 
his wife uh, or his girlfriend, I can't remember, uh, apologies to to uh, Stein, is is giving birth sometime in early July. And he wants to be at home with his his family, which is, yeah. you know, makes all the sense in the world. These these players family plan in a very real way, mm-hmm. which um, respect to them, because that's hard to do. Yeah. Uh, and then on the heels of that was the the signing of Trey Burke, who played 25 games with the Mavericks last year, where, you know, he fills a little bit of a roster spot. But like, really, this, you know, when, when you think Lee and Willie Colley Stein, who are who are two more players. You add that to uh, Jalen Brunson's injury and uh, Dwight, Dwight Powell's Powell, injury. Yeah. You have four of the 15 uh, Mavericks from 20, uh, you know, the entire season, like the original roster that are not going to be in Orlando. And I mean, goodness, there's a lot to talk about with that. Yeah. Well, and yeah, that's, it's a, uh... I mean, on the one hand, it's it's kind of more of the same. Like, I think at points in the season we were playing with like you know two of the five starters, or you know there 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 was barely even a starting lineup. So part of the mm. like kind of rotation shuffling is kind of uh, part of the equation, I think, for Rick at this point. But you know, yeah, I mean, ideally you want to have you know the best players and the players who are playing well. So we'll see how. I mean, it, 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 at least you know Trey Burke is a guy who has played here, played for for Rick, and and you know has some level of you know, experience in the league. He's not like some young guy. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess he's as good as a replacement for, for Lee as you could possibly hope to get at this point. That's, I agree. I agree. You shared a story from uh, NBC's basketball talk where, where he was, you know, on the list of kind of seven free agents that teams would, would want to sign. And, you know, if you, if you think of it purely as a Lee uh, for Trey Burke swap, it's not bad because Burke, I, I went and looked at his numbers. They were much better than mm-hmm. I remembered, primarily because he was playing more minutes than he should have been. But, you know, the Mavericks were, were, weren't were not tanking, let's just say, yeah. um, as far as what was happening there. And he played pretty well. He's, he's yeah. you know, he's an interesting player. And then the, the but then, you know, you, you pull back a little bit and you think about what just happened in terms of the Mavericks front court depth. And I am... I'm I'm a little I'm a little concerned uh with with what's going on there because Collie Stein really only played 12 games. Mm-hmm. I think he only played like 12 minutes a game, but he had some really good games in his time. Yeah, he was a guy who was like, you know, so like yeah, I think I don't I think you or someone else had mentioned like he had put up like five a couple five by five games just like solid, like filling up the stat sheet, doing things. That was his average, basketball. five points, five yeah. rebounds yeah. a game. Yeah, so He's doing a little bit of everything, which is mm-hmm. a great, you know, what more can you ask for from a guy like that? No, it's it's so, really it's you know really hard, yeah, you can't can't fault him for for you know wanting to stay with his family and and you know I'm sure at the time yeah you said you know their family planning he was him she was he was not expecting to you know be in the middle of the season at this point so uh yeah just it's kind of a rough rough shake of the dice there. Well, do you have any concerns about the Mavericks front court depth? Because and and let me let me kind of paint a picture for you. Mm-hmm. So right now, if the Mavericks roll into the playoffs, they play the Clippers, in which case I am concerned about their <laughs> wing depth. <laughs> you know, but what if they were to win some games or the the you know the Nuggets were to go on a run and then they play the Nuggets and then they have to play against Jokic? Like it, it really feels like six of one or half dozen of the other in terms of what's about to happen to the Mavericks in the playoffs. That's true. Although I'll say with the with the Nuggets, Jokic, the Jokic matchup is maybe the best hope you could have if you want to play Boban for like extended minutes. Mm. 
because you know Jokic is Boban's not going to be him. Yeah, he's not going to he's not going to be a sprinter on the floor. Boban's not going to have to stretch out. Well, he'll have to get the three, but he'll, he can keep up with them for you know fifteen to twenty minutes a game, perhaps twelve minutes a game. So, in terms of like playoff centers that can actually you can put Boban on, like there are worse matchups. Hmm. I like that. I mean, that's something I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to hold on to there because I've I've been a little um, I don't know I I I've been waffling because like I very much want basketball to come back, but I also don't want the Mavericks to get smacked in whatever situation they come up with because yeah. you know do you remember the very first Clippers game against uh for the Mavericks? Uh, I mean, have we have we? Yeah, I mean, I think we've gotten. I mean, I don't know if it was the first one, but I just know we've gotten smacked by them like multiple times this season. It's like our the worst draw you could possibly have. It's the first one was the first game Luca had ever left without talking to the media. Like oh, he, okay, yeah. he really because I mean they just blanked him, mm-hmm. and it was one of those games where 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 Kawhi Leonard was you know showing why he is a Hall of Fame player, just outstanding. And so I'm a little, I'm just, I'm a little nervous there. It's, it's, it's stupid to get nervous about these sort of things because I just want to see basketball, but I don't want it to go badly. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. getting whiny. I don't want to get like, uh, you know, 2013-14 series against like the Thunder where we got swept and it like barely even felt, you know, worthwhile being there. And mm-hmm. that would be disappointing. Like I, I, when you want to be competitive, like I, ideally you get, you know, one of the best, like that series against the Spurs where – it's just, you know, barn burners. Right. And and the, the fun part about the Mavericks youth is I think it, it really, you know, it, it it speaks to the fact that I think a lot of these guys might be okay with the Orlando situation. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's a riot when, when, you know, when the bottom line, and this has kind of come, this is another reason why it was a good idea, Josh, and I didn't podcast. If I had said this, you know, <laughs> 10 days ago, I would have I gotten killed. But... <laughs> It's come to light that a, a large part of why these players are really un, unhappy about Orlando is it's going to limit their mobility. But these young guys who played on AAU teams are, you know, there's going to be some really cool, like, like I think this is going to be a great opportunity for the Mavericks players, you know, like a, like a Luca, like a Porzingis to make a case to play for the Mavericks. Like there's just a <laughs> lot of opportunities to, to legally tamper. And I'm super excited about that oh, yeah. for the Mavericks. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. People are going to be, we're going to be having rendezvous. I swear to God, Shams is going to be roaming the hallways, trying to like catch people like a hall monitor, like tweeting out who, who was meeting like at the lunch table with who it's going to be great. It's going to actually, you know, full on summer camp vibes, it's going to be insane. What a what a what an insane like first playoff experience for a lot of these guys. It's going to be so funny because it's it's some of the some of the stuff that, that I've read the past several weeks, you know, about the entertainment options like reminds me <laughs> of um I went to church camp a lot as a kid and it reminds me of like some of the things that were it's like there's going to be entertainment tonight. Come oh, hear yeah. this band and it's like <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You can just, got, it's a, you know what I mean? It's full like scenarios they got planned. Like, we're going to have video games. We're going to have arcade machines. We're going to have it all. Everyone, you're going to, everyone's going to have a fun time at camp. And for me, so this is just me. Yeah. I've been at home now, how many days, Mary? 106. 106 straight Ooh. days. Uh, so I would go to Disney World. So, like, this and, sort yeah. of stuff sounds very <laughs> cool to me. Yeah, um, I want people to make me meals and get to play basketball. Oh man, and I went to Disney World uh two years ago and it's mm-hmm. just 
like the level of customer service paired with like the logistical like it's so impressive like no one it's i think that i, I know everybody's concerned but i think everything's going to turn out really well there I'm, I'm 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 sort of jealous yeah disney security is is on top of it they're professionals well, before we get out of here, because I didn't want to keep you too long tonight, we, we had one more really piece of Maverick-adjacent news. Mm-hmm. Former Maverick Vince Carter completed his NBA kind of record-setting uh, career. Uh, he was retiring after 22 years. And he was a Maverick for three seasons. And yep. I wrote a piece that's coming out tomorrow in <laughs> short. Uh, yep. I did not like Vince his first year with the Mavericks, but you know he just grew to be such an interesting role player. I think he learned his second stage of his career really happened or started in Dallas. He was 35 mm-hmm. years old, but yeah. it was in Dallas is when he learned to be a role player. So do you have any like Vince Carter memories that, that you want to talk about? I mean, the, like the memory of Vince as a Maverick is is the shot in game in the game against the Spurs. Was it game three to, to uh, go up two one? Six. Game six. Oh, it yeah, to send to game seven. To send it to game seven. Yes. So I mean that. I mean that's that's a clip that I'll just pull up and watch randomly. That and like the Yogi game where he hit like nine three pointers are like the two mm-hmm. the two highlights I go to. But I mean, yeah, <laughs> him it, that they was so that that whole. I mean, the championship team was of course great. There were so many great veterans on that. But then like to have. Even those, you know, the years that after that that weren't as good, but to have like Vince and, and Sean Marion and guys like that who played, you know, so well for so long in the league, all kind of on the same team, was pretty cool. Pretty cool, just to, you know, if you ever wanted a, a Vince Carter Mavic jersey, you had your chance. Yeah, and he he did that weird motorcycle revving thing, which oh, yeah, was Dirk very fun. That, yeah. Yeah. And then he did the like I remember him working really well with Brandon Wright because. They had like that that sort of alley oop connection because both of them were tall, both of them were North Carolina guys. Mm-hmm. There that that team at the start of of uh, I think it was 2013, 2014. It was whichever Jameer Nelson point guard base team before Rondo jacked everything up. Yeah. They were just ex- so exciting, and Carter was a big key. To, he was just a big part. I I really wish he would have signed back with Dallas. I suppose he probably wanted his own sort of send off and not to be linked to Dirk in any way, mm-hmm. even though they're yeah. in the same class draft class. But like, I just liked it. I, I don't know. It's, it's, yeah. it's very nostalgia inducing for me. I mean, I, I, he was, I mean, he was one of the guys like they, people talk about like Courtney Lee now, like how much respect he has in the locker room. And he's like, you know, you'd never know it except people talk about it. But like Vince Carter was a guy, I'm sure he had that same kind of respect as like a, at a veteran presence, but also, you know, was, had you know the half man half amazing whole thing going mm-hmm. on so mm-hmm. this is a cool personality and a good guy from 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 all the things you hear about him so yeah and he's gonna have what a, a really interesting he's gonna have a good like post uh uh you know playing career he, he does this podcast for the ringer mm-hmm. and i'm pretty sure he's gonna be one of these guys that quickly transitions into something with like tnt or espn because yeah, sure. you know if, if paul's paul pierce's terrible self and Kendrick Perkins <laughs> terrible self can like be on tv i'd much rather hear vince carter so i'm i'm very much looking forward to that yeah well do we have any other uh you know I, I badgered you into doing this since no one else wanted to do it with me. And you said you didn't have any spicy basketball takes. Well, that, I'm just going to ask you one more time. Is there sure, anything sure, sure. that's rattling around in the old brain? Oh, 
the only thing well okay so here's I, this isn't really a take but just we kind of touched on it so i mean we, we know the mavericks are you know a black hole in terms of like media leaks and everything mm. and i'm just waiting for like when or if it comes out that one of the Mavericks has has a uh, COVID, because th- I feel like the Sacramento Kings every other day their whole team has has COVID. Yep, like three or four of them have been announced in the you know getting tweets about them. So I I don't know what the difference is between the Mavericks and the Kings in terms of like information security, but I'm just I that's that's kind of the only thing that's like waiting for the hammer to drop for me is like which of these guys is gonna. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you my prediction. If there's one, it it would be Tim Hardaway Jr. because <laughs> he seems to be the one guy. Like, there's just such a disconnect on Twitter where it's like folks that seem to think that these players are just staying at home, like me. And it's like, mm. no, these guys go and do stuff. Like Tim Hardaway's been on a boat, and not only has he been on a boat, <laughs> he's been on a boat a lot. So you know, it, it's it's neither here nor there, but it's just very funny to me. I think he's he's kind of my guy that I would pick for that. You're right because part that, of me thinks that uh, we'll just never know about it because, like, if the season hadn't come back, we probably would have never known about Courtney Lee. Like, we didn't know about it until like, oh, the season's happening. By the way, Courtney Lee has been injured and he had surgery. Oh, you're hundred percent right because the like the Lamar Odom stuff from way back in the day, yeah. the things that reporters knew and kept locked down is baffling to me that, <laughs> that that is a i like that that is a fun one well before we get out of here i i actually do have one more question do sure. you have any recommendations to to anybody who's listening to this about how they should spend their time because i i've i have a few of things that my wife and i have watched and or read you know the past couple sure. of you know because we're just filling time what do you what are you sure, doing sure, sure. with yourself uh you know I'm a, I'm a bit of a dabbler i like to do a lot of things so i've been Getting back into reading, getting into comics again, getting into mm. Animal Crossing, getting into so so a lot of you know Animal Crossing and reading those are two are two you know classic classic suggestions. But here's one that that I'll say that maybe not a lot of people have thought about. You got to get into crocheting. Crocheting <laughs> is a top tier hobby. Okay, it's it's the perfect like match to go with like listening to podcasts or watching something on TV without like having to stare at your phone. You can just uh, sit there and crochet a little bit. I Keep like that. I like that. When I was still doing campaign work, my wife, uh, when we were in our early 20s, she took up like sewing based off of YouTube videos Mm -hmm. and now like makes like baby quilts and stuff for people. She's also made a lot of masks since the the start of the coronavirus. Yeah. So I'm going to be a bit more specific in my suggestions. I was uh, before before Matt and I hopped on, I I was I'm still catching up on on Queer Eye, which is. It's the it's the only it might be the only like good <laughs> good thing in the world besides that like you just watch the show and you're like all right we we can do this people we're not a terrible species it's yeah. very it's very much there and then the other thing which I think you will be glad about uh, if and I'm I'm gonna bet that you've read this because you mentioned comics I am not a comics guy I'm not a graphic mm-hmm. novel guy. But I started and finished all uh, 54 issues of uh, Saga in the yep. last four weeks. And my God, that is a piece of art. I don't know how to explain it. I don't want to spoil it. If if graphic novels are even remotely in your Ballywick, if it's something that you've thought about but passed up, this is one to try. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen, but it, I, I I think about it a lot. And like with the amount of media that we get thrown at us every every day, that 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 is an impactful statement, at least coming from me. What have you have you have you read it? 
I actually have not. I like it's been on my radar for like a decade because that's how long it's been going. So I yeah. just heard that's 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 the thing is like I just have to wait for it to all be over and now I'll, I'll go I'll go read it now. <laughs> it's it's I keep it's seeing it like in comic shops and stuff. And so pretty. And I I am not smart enough about this. It's like our colleague Jordan is 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 an actor and you know he has a lot of smart thoughts on on film and such and i was like talking to people that have strong opinions on these sorts of things and like i'm almost like i i want to almost get like a like a kin like a different kind of kindle and start buying like you know buying some of these books because the way that you can consume like things like that nowadays is just so different than when i was a kid where you'd have to go buy the paper medium and it's like mm-hmm. keeping comic books and stuff around is hard but now if you can like keep it all in one place like oh, yeah, there's just a lot there it's 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 a great way to consume uh, reading and uh, get to look at pictures. So yes, very pretty stuff. Well, as always, you are a delightful guest. Thank you for coming on tonight. We're gonna have to no talk problem. more because you know we're gonna have at least eight. Ba- hey, we're gonna have at least twelve basketball games for the Mavericks to cover. Hopefully, we have something like twelve or eight games plus uh, you know sixteen to twenty, and they all of a sudden win the championship. What but, uh, if you know. they win the championship? Oh man! What if you, they win? We're gonna, gonna happen. In- we're going to be incorrigible if that happens. <laughs> like we're, we're talking like multiple podcasts a day, just talking to people. Oh man. Well, again, guys, this has been Kirk Henderson and Matt Gilroy. We are talking on, I'm going to call this one Mavs Moneyball after dark mm-hmm. because I don't Kirk. Your enthusiasm is such an arrogant name for a podcast. Um, <laughs> as always, thanks for joining us. Follow us on the social media. We everybody have a good night. Nice.